Smartcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Earned it. Yeah, got it. Okay. I like how it lets me know that. I'm recording so too, but um, so as a backup, but you are probably recording. Fellas, how are you? Timmy, I, welcome I, back, man. Oh, man. He's kind of back. He's kind of back. He's back from Utah, but he has moved to a secondary uh, isolated uh, location, yeah. apparently. I have, I have emerged from the Utah wilderness. Uh, I am now hunkered down in a uh, undisclosed location uh, near Boston. That's all I can say at this point. Um, but boy, Utah people, what a what a state, <laughs> huh? <laughs> ben, you've been there. I did. I really enjoyed traveling around to Utah. It's great. Jeff, Jeff Simons, have you been there yet? I have. I've been to the major places. I actually, I uh, my college girlfriend was from salt lake city so i spent a month in salt lake city after graduation and uh got to know the provo area pretty well and uh uh shot fireworks off in the uh bonneville salt flats and did all kinds of stuff oh that's really cool well welcome to 50 years of music with 50 year old white guys uh tim jeff and ben are back in the world of of Wi-Fi, like acceptable Wi-Fi. Thank God, because I'm sure the cards and letters have been rolling in of what a crap oh, job yeah, no, Ben sure. and I Without did. Without you, Timmy, we were lost. We were <laughs> lost. Uh, that was a really frustrating recording experience. But you, you know, know what the worst part was, Timmy? We never found out uh, what that guacamole was. <laughs> <laughs> but I was thinking, you know, we're we're kind of artists. And artists put out their art and sometimes it lands and sometimes it doesn't. So, so Ben, I'll ask you, did the who ever put out an album that didn't really connect? <laughs> I am not going to answer that question. That's okay. Just going to reach from California to here to choke me. Nah. Jeff, Jeff Simons, did the Rolling Stones ever swing and miss? Never, an album? never. Everyone a banger. I, I was thinking about it. Like, was last week's episode an example of artists swinging and missing, or just like Gen Xers who show up to work? And I don't care if it's four degrees and the power <laughs> is out, but I'm supposed to be here, and I'm going to be here. I felt like it was it was proof of our journeyman work ethic. These are three men who will yeah. keep chipping away at the wall with a spoon if that's what they're supposed to do and that's what i felt like last week's episode was was trying to to tear down a brick wall with a salad fork so very impressive jeff i like turning failure into success that's That's what i'm saying we put we put out a podcast every wednesday uh come hell or high water or page arizona that's gonna be the new slogan for the show yeah Try and stop us. We should have t-shirts that say, try and stop us, Paige, Arizona. I think that would be great. (laughs) Uh, Well, um, 
Welcome to 50 Years of Music with 50 Year Old White Guys on the Electricast Podcast Network. Uh, we have been so fortunate in putting this podcast together over the last couple of years. Let's just keep our fingers crossed, uh, crossed that none of the, the, the big wigs listened to last week's episode. <laughs> that, that would keep our luck going. Jeff Simons, welcome to 2018. Hit us with the Grammy-winning album of 2018. It would be a pleasure in this case to do so. Oh, I bet you think you're John Wayne Showing up and shooting down everybody You're classic in the wrong way And we all know the end of the story Cause Shit, that won the Grammy this year. I had no idea. Yeah, how about that? Well, they were fucking well, that, on fire this year because didn't Childish Gambino win Song of the Year? Yeah, he sure yeah. did. Oh, good I year was, for I, the Grammys. I really, really, really like. Uh, I mean, this record would have been my album of the year, but I chose it as Song of the Year. So, um, for slow. So burn. this, so this was the album where you called your your family and said, "Casey Musgraves made the leap. She's made totally, the leap. totally. Yeah, the whole record's great. I mean, Slow Burn is in its own category." The whole record's great. I absolutely love it. Yeah, and this is uh, a great Bonnie remember. This is when she released all of those bouncing uh, earth balls on us. Yeah, and, totally. The big end of set, like, I, this, I don't even love the sound of this track, but I love this track. It's fun as hell. Jeff Simons, what's the name of that song you chose? It's called High Horse. Well, well, well. It just so happens... That I was on a high horse this past week in Bryce Canyon, where the entire Plain family went on a trail ride through Bryce Canyon. First of all, shout out to cowboys, because that hurts after a while. Hurts my butt, hurts my knees, but we're not here to talk about me. (laughs) We're here to talk about horse songs. Because there I was on Clyde. Great. Shout out to Clyde. Great horse slash mule. Um, Clyde had me singing horse songs throughout the trail ride. And I was wondering, you guys have horse songs that you like and songs that you dislike with bad horse songs. Jeff Simons? You want to start us off? Uh, I'll do my top five favorite <laughs> horse songs. You're going to go with good ones first. Not yeah, I want top number- five. I Hold want on, to- let's just 
Just go ahead and tell us. There's an obvious answer for the worst song about a horse. Oh, yeah, but we're all going to agree on that. So I'm not going to bother. Just do good. Let's start bad. Let's start negative. The worst song about horses is A Horse with No Name by America. That is correct. Easily. In fact, my hot take is that song ruins using horses in a song. Like all of (laughs) these songs I'm going to name transcend the use of horses because the songs are so good. But once I heard a horse with no name, I was like, I don't ever want to hear a song about a horse ever again. A horse with yeah. no name is is boring and lazy. It rips off Neil Young. It, do, it it just commits so many atrocities. And it's so popular. It's I hear yeah. that song against my will a hundred times a year. I I really hate that song. Hey, and well, I and assume you both agree. Your college yes. band where you are not in charge of picking the songs. Did no. Play, did they, did they play Sister no. Golden Hair? We or played Horses Sister no Golden Hair. There's a great story of that. Uh, the drummer <laughs> and I, the drummer and I hated that Sister Golden Hair song. And everybody, it was totally democratic. Everybody just got to pick two songs and that was a show. And so it was the most schizophrenic set ever. But right before we were about to do Sister Golden Hair, the drummer looks at me and says, just follow me. And he counts it off double time and we, do, we did sister golden hair at at like 130 bpms like so the the speed of the singing was well i woke up there this morning and i was so damn depressed and we're playing, that sounds pretty good i just actually. dig in i'm just going like ant whistle like boom and everybody else in the band is like boy that seems a little fast but the lead singer knew what we were doing and so he was cursing us out like he would be like, will you meet me? And they turn around, fuck you. And he was so mad. I actually thought he was going to take a swing at us. It was, it's one of my favorite college band memories of all time. Uh, along with the topic of bad horse songs, one of my favorite things to do when tasked with this sort of thing is I just look up best horse songs and then <laughs> yeah, all of sure. the selections are so bad. So needless <laughs> to say, on this blog, the very first one is Horse with No Name. It, yeah. So yeah. there's like there's like 15 entries of best horse ones. And as soon as I see the one that's got Horse with No Name is the first one, I'm like, oh, this is my guy. I yeah. love this guy. Dude, Horse with No Name, number one. And then two, three, four, five, oh. and six, and seven all have the same name. Can you guess what the name of the song is for the next Six songs. Oh my God! What What do you mean? It's covers? They're all the same same name of songs. Only two of them are the same song, meaning that's the same name, but not the same song. God, I have no idea. Horse horses. Okay, so number two, Wild Horses by Garth Brooks. Oh, of Tim's. Number three, (laughs) Wild Horses by Tina Marie. Oh my God. <laughs> Number four, Wild Horses by Perry Como. And I just want to know yeah, we have not go. gotten to the Rolling, the Rolling Stones, Stones or the U2 Wild Horses song. Oh my God. Number five, Wild Horses by Natasha Bedingfield. Uh, oh. Number six, nice. we finally get the Rolling Stones Wild Horses. That's a sick heads out. Number six. I know. I know. Isn't that amazing? There's five songs about horses he prefers <laughs> to the, the Rolling Stones, so including four ones called Wild Horses. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, good. And then Wild Horses by LaBelle, which is a cover of the Rolling Stones Wild Horses. And then oh just to God. close it out for me, number eight, Heavy Horses by Jethro Tull. And I was like, I have to kill myself. I can't read anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would give, uh, by the way, honorable mention to Old Town Road, which I really hate. And it's oh, also for sure. Town. 
Although it doesn't have the word horse in the title, horses kind of. That's kind a of song about horses, but I thought Tim would really would, would think I was breaking. Uh, anyway, uh, other songs I like, we've named Wild Horses by the Stones, which is a classic. I love that Who's Gonna Ride Your Wild Horses song by U2. And I specifically love a remix. There's a Temple Bar remix yes. of that song. Yes, yes. That is better than the one on Octung Baby, which I just. It might be my favorite U2 song post Joshua Tree. It is so good. Wow. Um, That's a big song. I Love Horses by Ricky Lee Jones. That was mine. That's that my song. selection. That's the great. I mean, that's, that's an amazing. That album, Flying Cowboys. Can you oh. play a little? I don't know that song. Okay. Yeah. And while I'm playing that song, we've talked about the song already on this uh, podcast, but Brandy Carlisle's Broken Horses is yep. phenomenal. And Terrific. then, Tim, my number five is I Believe You're Number One. My number one, Echo and the Bunnymen, Bring on the Dancing Horses. Do you know that one, Timmy? I was. I mean, do you know that one, Ben? It. Sorry. No, I don't know that one. <laughs> All right. Well, here's, oh. here, here's Ricky Lee Jones. We will fly way up high where the cold wind blows or in the sun. Laughing, having fun with all the people that you know. And if the situation should keep us separated, you know the world won't fall apart. And you will free the beautiful bird that's caught inside your heart. Can't you hear her heart? So good. That is a great example of a song that changes keys for the chorus and it isn't too muso because the song goes from the key of C to the key of F for the chorus. It's pretty slick. That's a good song. Yeah, it's great. Right. Great album. That That's a great yeah, record. The whole record is great. Totally. I can't Ricky remember the year of that, but that was, that was a close call on the album. 89. That's a 1989 classic right there. Well, what's terrific about our podcast is, is that we don't just go year by year. We sometimes go theme by theme. Check us out next week. Favorite songs about dogs. Oh, God. That was a joke. We're not I hope so. <laughs> We're not really doing that. All I can say is bow, wow, wow, yippee, yo, yippee. Yeah, yeah. There we go. I know. <laughs> so what about you, Ben? You got any other horse songs? That was it. The horses was mine. Okay. I just want to say that you guys froze as I made my dog joke. And I just got crickets for for five seconds. Oh no, and we were like we were giggling. It was a brilliant joke. Don't worry. From from the get go, you were giggling. I'm not I'm not insecure. I was just clarifying. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it landed instantly as a hilarious bit. All right. Well, the events of 2018. You know, I I feel that on this podcast, I have had moments where I've been anti-Trump. So I'm going to try not to do that here as we review 2018. 
So there were a number of summits that Trump held in 2018. Instead of doing something snarky or mean-spirited or critical, I want you guys to pick which one of these summits would make the best musical if it were made into a musical. Can we talk about um, favorite Clydes instead? Because that was the name of the horse you were on. Because I've got Walt Clyde Frazier. That's number one. Uh, And number number two is Clyde the orangutan in Clint Eastwood's. Oh, no, no, dude, you got the wrong two. Uh Uh-oh. Number two is Clyde the ghost in Pac-Man. Oh, no, no question. <laughs> number three is Clyde the orangutan and every which way but loose. And number four is Clyde Drexler, Clyde the Glide that, Drexler. That is terrific. Yeah. <laughs> and then number five is my horse. Yes, Clyde mule. the horse. There you go. Top five Clydes. Uh, Clyde. All right. Uh, Trump had a, a meeting in Helsinki with Vladimir Putin where he tried to uh, improve relations between the United States and Russia. He had a a summit meeting in 2018 with Kim Jong-un to improve relations with North Korea. He had a summit, uh, a World War I commemoration in um, France. Uh, This is the one where he didn't go to the cemetery because it was raining. Uh, And then a NATO summit in Germany where he threatened to leave NATO. Uh, If you could picture a musical and the the pace and the breadth of a musical, which one would make the best musical? Well, the Jeff NATO Simons. one, because you could call it Nate No, which is a great name for a musical. <laughs> See what I did there? That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> oh, Jeff. See, you don't even like musicals, but I've got a real sense for what would be the best material. It's obviously the Helsinki one. It's a heartbreaking story. Just sad, unrequited love. Uh-huh. One of the uh-huh. characters wears a dog collar, just like held at bay by the other character. And then you gotta isn't have that, a, doesn't that happen in Rent also? You gotta, <laughs> you gotta have a song for the interpreter, like understanding everything from afar. Yeah. Okay. Um what NCAA event happened? in 2018 that hadn't happened after 135 opportunities. Oh, is that where there was a rematch in the finals at the NCAA basketball tournament? It was not a rematch in the NCAA basketball tournament. It was the first time since the bracket went to 64 teams that a number 16 team upset the number one. Number one. UMBC. Uh, that is correct. University of Maryland, Baltimore County. That was awesome. Uh, Beats Virginia. Do you remember Jeff Sauter? Did they beat Virginia on like some miracle last second shot? They beat Virginia like rented <laughs> mules. It was unbelievable. They were up like hey, 20 at one point. Cl- it was phenomenal. Cl- Clyde, is, Clyde is listening, please. I thought so Clyde was out. a horse. <laughs> he doesn't know that either okay. uh, ben Barnes, do you remember that game oh i remember it really vividly that's fantastic i mean i did feel just, bad i mean i felt yeah. bad for virginia i i did feel pity for them like i would have much preferred that it happened to duke yeah um, and virginia's like part of the reason they lost is because they just overachieved and were a really well coached team and so that made me sad um i can't remember who it was but they had a transfer from tennessee on that team too who i liked so 
That wouldn't hurt my feelings. Oh, uh, fun. Okay. Uh, like, I can't uh, wait for a 16 to beat Duke. That's what but I like. I mean, like, <laughs> do you remember how low budget, like, UMBC's uniforms looked like a high school team? Like, they weren't all yeah, the same exact yeah. color. A couple of them were like faded from the washing machine. <laughs> like, that was amazing. Like, they, oh, was, yeah, they no, were the dude. most unlikely 16 to do it. They weren't like a undervalued, like, NCA and T who's been to the tournament 14 times yeah. or an Ivy. I mean, they're just a state college satellite campus just kicking UVA's ass. That, I mean, and I picked UVA to win the whole thing that year. So my whole bracket went up and spoke, and I was rooting oh, for right, UMBC right. five minutes in. I was like, this is unbelievable. These guys are going to so, uh, run them out of the gym. The, uh, I took a screenwriting course with a guy named Scott Myers, who you may remember from uh, the screenplay for K9 with Jim Belushi. Very nice huge huge uva fan uh just out of this world and oh my god his reaction like he they finally they finally had a shot they're finally like legitimate and to go down to the 60 i didn't even i couldn't even speak to him that was awesome it i was, have a friend who went to two friends who went to umbc's law school so they were oh dancing. fun so. they must have been excited all right well let's get to the number one album of 2018 Speaking of musicals. I just have to preface this by saying I've never heard of this. I had no idea this existed. Like if you had, if you put a gun in my family's head and asked me to give you any information about this, they would all be dead. And this song's been listened to 700 million times. So (laughs) I'm not sure I belong in a podcast about culture. Here we go. Stranger to the dark Hide away, they say Cause we don't want your broken parts I've learned to be ashamed of all my scars Run away, they say No one will love you as you are But I won't let them break me down to dust I know that there's a place for us For we are the Wanna cut me down? I'm gonna send a blood, gonna drown him out. I am brave. Yeah, let's I go. Let's I go. Who I'm meant to be. This is me. Look out, cause uh-huh. here I come. Wow. Oh, I, Jeff, I'm completely with you, man. I looked that up and I let's had go. no, like, no idea what the hell that was. I like, wow. I, to quote Homer Simpson, I can see why this is so popular. <laughs> That's a that's the bearded lady singing one of the most emotionally wrenching songs of the uh, of the movie. I mean, this is this is Hugh Jackman, uh, Zendaya. Uh, what's the Zac Efron? Huge movie. Where were you guys? I was so doing year, literally anything I'm looking else. at the top ten biggest selling albums in the world. Yeah, and uh, Greatest Showman number one. Yep. God. Number two and number three are BTS albums. Ah, I, yes. I did I've listen them, to, though. but have no, right. Right. Star is Born, number four, which would have made me really happy. I actually love, I don't like, I love that soundtrack. Okay. Connie Halliday, Mon Pays, Stay L'Amour. Sorry, what? 
not just crickets. Ed Sheeran. Yeah. Then Queen okay. Bohemian Rhapsody soundtrack. Oh, oh boy. Oh Pink boy. Beautiful Trauma, Eminem Kamikaze, and number 10, the Mamma Mia Here We Go Again soundtrack. Boy, that oh, might be the worst God. top 10 in the history of music. <laughs> and also so many throwbacks and weird soundtracks. What yeah, is right, weird? Right. America's weird. We're also weird. No, that's that the, the world. world. That was the that world. Was the world. The uh, world well, the world's weird, weird too. That, that sucks, by the way. That that's 700 million. That that sounded like the uh, the music behind a 1980s light beer commercial. Like oh, that sounded like so. That's exactly what that sounded like. With that, like I, I, I can only hope that my daughters do not listen to the 2018 album episode of our podcast because they will come after you, Jeff Sivers. Bring it. They can come for me too. Children, bring it. <laughs> Form a human pyramid and come at me, bro, because that was terrible. In a world of unlikable musicals, like I can't like listen. In all the best musicals, you can play the best yes. song. I can't yeah. hum that song right now. Right. And I just listen to it for a minute. Like, do you, I, uh, I'll wake up in the morning and there's like musical songs in my head, even though I don't like musicals because wait, I just hear words. What was the name of that song, Jeff? Right. You don't even remember the name of the song. It, it's like, like Here I defense. Am, right? It's it's the big uh, eye moment of every musical. Like, never mind. All right. I can sing five songs from the Cat soundtrack right now, and I can't <laughs> sing any of that. Oh, that that goes well with the Donald Trump musical, right? Because he loves, <laughs> right? Like they had someone who came in and started playing memories whenever he got upset. Is that right? Uh, yeah, that's true. That was a recent revelation. Oh my God. Yeah. So like Saul, like like Paul playing the liar for Saul, they had somebody come in and play the mem- memories on the piano. That is outstanding. Yeah, he brought a little boom box, apparently. He was like the music guy. And would they come brought to a little boom box down. and played cats? That's amazing. It makes me love him a hundred times more than I did. And since I love him negative a million, that's not a lot. <laughs> um, oh, by the way, oh, shoot. I'm turning my cue card over here because of our uh, you know extensive prep. Um, I forgot to talk about Wildfire. Do you guys remember that song from 1975? Oh sure. About the horse that runs away. Yeah. That song that's 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 a horrible song. <laughs> a horrible song. It's as bad right. as the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald. It's like one of those tragic <gasps> songs. How dare you? Okay, let's <laughs> um let's move on before things get any more acrimonious. Actually, this will bring us to a, a lovely moment in the podcast history. I am only gonna say two numbers. In regards to 2018, and those numbers are 107 and 107. Does that mean anything to anyone here? 107 and 107. No. That was the score <laughs> when J.R. Smith rebound. <laughs> And instead of going back up with it to get the win, J.R. Smith, thinking that Cleveland had the lead, dribbled out to half court with LeBron James saying, what are you doing? Yep. Uh, The best part is when you can read J.R. Smith's lips and he looks at me and goes, we didn't win? That's my favorite part. (laughs) (laughs) Because J.R. Smith's ready for a hug. and, And LeBron James is looking at him like, what is wrong with you? He goes, we didn't win? This is so great. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, since 2018, I thought, oh, my God, 
that cost them the series because if they had won the first, yeah, no. that in Golden State, they would have won the whole thing. But no. recent history tells me that winning the first game or even the first uh, and third games do not guarantee uh, you does not mean you will win the series. Congratulations, Jeff Simons to your golden state warriors uh, on their 2022 championship. Oh, I wish I did not have a rooting interest in that series at all, but I can tell uh, you that watching former Nick J.R. Smith become a key cog <laughs> on a championship game i was I like God, how is this possible this guy was such a goofball like he was like out all night he kept doing stupid things over and over again as a nick and then he like apparently had turned it around as a calf and i was like what is going yeah. on here like was i wrong was there something about the team but nope jr smith turned out to be jr smith can anybody tell me time. can anybody tell me what jr smith is doing right now because i happen to he, know he's playing golf for uh, north carolina a and t he went yes, back to college because he only played one year of college ball. He has three years of uh, NCAA eligibility, eligibility and he plays varsity golf for North Carolina A&T. And he so bought them all new clubs degree. and bought them yeah. all new putters. And they're having <laughs> the greatest time ever on the North Carolina <laughs> A&T golf team. I love yeah, that about it. It's him. awesome. Well, that I is a good end to the story for sure. Yep. I also love Steph Curry getting, uh, getting his degree this year. Yep. Like, well, you're the one finishing who it, it out. I, you went to game four, did you not, sir? Uh, yeah. Oh, we, boy, were up, internet, we were up then, right? I'm sorry. I upset we you so much. One? Your internet two gave out. We were up two. I went to game four, and I, <laughs> I brought the downer. Um, but you saw what I think yeah. is the greatest All right. Steph Curry performance of his whole career in person. I did. It was, it was terrifying. It was just absolutely like... He got the ball in his hands and everyone in, in the garden just held their breath. <gasps> like, <gasps> and then like, I, I just, I, I wanted somebody to tackle him, just like tackle him, put him on the line, give him his two points and a bruise, but don't let him hit a three pointer. Yeah. He's pretty good. I, I remember when Ben squeaked out a few tears when the Knicks got beat in the NBA finals. And I remember uh-huh. thinking, I wish I could love a team that much. And I will uh-huh. admit, when Curry started crying in game six, I started crying. And maybe that's just the difference <laughs> between being 25 and being 52. But he totally yeah, right. got me. Like, Curry started crying. I was like, oh, oh me too, <laughs> me too. I, that, that, I'm, I, am, I am definitely a sports fan who cares a whole lot and then forgets and can't remember what happened. I'm a little bit of an atheist sports fan. But that, but, oh, my yeah. God, this team – Oh, I love this team so much. Well, yeah. Well, you have a, a transcendent player on your team. And when you, you have a transcendent player, boy, that makes a real difference. When and you you're know, following them. who knows, but he actually seems like he might be a decent human being on top of that, which is right. icing on the cake. So, all right. Well, enough Warriors talk here. Oh, I was hoping this was going to become a, an a new NBA segment. free agency show because I'm, I'm ready for <laughs> hours of that, too. They just signed Kevin Looney. All right, let's get to our three albums. Who goes first? I should go first because Ben has been dunking on me for weeks. Like Ben comes Uh-oh. with like a doctoral thesis about his pick. And I'm like, Margaret Glaspie's good. So I'm going to go first. because <laughs> I am picking another kind of new uh, off the radar band because I'm trying not to repeat anything. And so I don't have a ton to say, except that this is a great record. Um, 
and a very promising band. At least I hope so. So New Zealand. Here's my favorite thing I learned today doing some research about this band. Did you know that there is a government program that gives bands money to tour internationally so that New Zealand bands and their music can have an international reach wow. and influence. Shout out to New Zealand. I mean, uh, they, they listen to our podcast down there. We've got dedicated listeners down there. I got to so tell really you. Cool. And, and also the best interview that I did when I was promoting River Run was uh, from New Zealand. The, the, uh, the guy who interviewed me in, in New Zealand and his blog was the 13th floor guy. He was the greatest. He listened to my whole record. He interviewed me for an hour and and uh, I've been kind of following him ever since. Auckland is the place to be, man. Like everybody plays it because they want to go surfing. And apparently the the venues are clean and it's safe and you're not going to get COVID. But I just could not believe that the government, there's a young band like, hey, we made a record. And the government's like, hey, you could use 10 grand to go to wow. the United States and Europe so that you could sell some records. The name of this band is The Beths. Well, let's go do a live remote. What's that, Timmy? We should do a live remote in New Zealand. Let's go. I'm ready. We'll go to Auckland. Be great. (laughs) So the Beths, um, this is their debut record. Infrequently, am I a debut record guy? Like, I actually am the guy who thinks bands tend to make their best record, like number two, three, four, at least the very greatest bands. Some bands hit a home run right out of the gate, and then they can't, you know, hello, Violent Femmes. There are some bands where the debut is the one. Um, it remains to be seen with these guys. They did sophomore slump. Their, their second record, uh, Jump Rope Gazers, that came out in 2020, I did not like nearly as much as this one. But this is a, a rare debut record where there's, there's a, I think, 10 songs on this record. I love eight of them. Um, this is a band that knows who they are. They, they wrote great songs. They didn't get in their way. They didn't overproduce it. They just obviously captured what is a pretty great live show and got an excellent recording of it on tape. Um, the Beths met in high school, which is very charming. Uh, the, the singer and guitar player and songwriter and lead guitar player have been friends since the 10th grade and have been in several bands. They met the other two while they were at university in Auckland. And so it's a homegrown thing. They started playing together in 2014. They didn't make the debut until 2018. They put out a little EP to warm themselves up. And then they, they put this record, Future Me, Hates Me, out. Um, this is just one of those records where I heard the first five seconds and was like, I am going to love this record. And I was totally right. It didn't disappoint. It gets better as it goes along. I think the best song is track seven, which is the track I'm going to play. Um, I just think, uh, and, and again, this is nothing here is, is breaking new ground, except that it takes all the great elements of rock and roll and mixes them together, right? It's got the energy, it's got the tune smithing, it's got the great guitar playing, it's wonderfully mixed and recorded, it's got all this energy, and it's not too perfect. Like, the thing I love about the Beths is it doesn't sound like it was recorded on a computer, even though it surely was. And it doesn't sound like it's married to a click track, even though it definitely is. There's a looseness and an organic kind of openness to the mix that I just, my ears love. So I'm a huge fan of this band. I'm really sad that I didn't love their second record, but I'm not giving up on them by any stretch. They put out a live record last year as a stopgap, which has all the songs from this record on it. 
And it, that record should just be called We Played the First Album a Little Bit Faster in Front of People. But it's really good. They're a good band. This is Happy Unhappy uh, by uh, a new band that I really love called The Beths. And my computer has frozen. I had that all set up so nicely, didn't I? And here we go. Oh, 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 oh. so good it's so it's complicated without being twee there's so many cool things going on in the arrangement when the bass jumps out in the pre-chorus so the guitar tone all those great Woo! call and response vocals it's just a smart uh it's, it's just a super competent example of great songwriting and engineering and recording i don't know i didn't research who produced or engineered this but they just did a great job like this is a great example of a band that used the studio Loved just it. enough but didn't uh, didn't overuse it and get in their own way. So I love this record. The Beths. I am a gargantuan fan of this record. Yeah. My favorite song is Not Running. Yeah, that's that a great That song one. is a mainstay on my exercise mix. Nice. From the minute this album came out, I've kept it because it's a running mix. And so it's got Not Running. Just absolutely <laughs> perfect. Um, this is a prime example of a genre that I sadly am not going to get to feature um, in this time period, but the female fronted power pop punk bands are just killing it. Yes. Killing it between sort of the, right, right around here, 2017, all the way up to the current day. Um, Slot face is a, one that a band that I've mentioned from Sweden and sometimes they're foreign bands, just absolutely fantastic, super extra mega fun. And the thing that I like about it is um, basically we're dealing with a, a set menu right? Like there's only so many ingredients you can add to power yep. punk. Um, and having the female singer songwriter guitarist and the vibe that they bring to it. And then also the subject matter of the songs, it just changes. You know what I mean? Like it just right. brings a fresh new look at it. Absolutely love it. This couldn't record, agree more. I couldn't, I'm with Jeff. This record's absolutely great. Woo! All right. Go Beths. I, I got to check it out. All right. Uh, on a different note, <laughs> I'm choosing a very established act. Her sixth album comes out this year, Brandy Carla. Yeah, this is a yeah, great let's pick. Go. She let's is go. from, she's born in 1981, lives outside Seattle, graduates high school, doesn't go to college, moves into Seattle to try and make it in the music industry. She meets two twins. The Hanseroth 
twins who are identical twins and are really identical, like interchangeable yeah. identical when yeah, you see them right. on stage. Um, and one's a guitarist and one's a bassist and she's a beautiful guitarist. She can also play a fantastic piano um, and they have amazing old school, old fashioned harmonies. And it's the sort of thing where you don't notice it as much on the record. Um, although there are some songs like the eye where you can really, really hear it, but it's a little bit like the Everly brothers or the Beatles. You know what I mean? Like when you do the, the, um, harmonies long enough, it gets to be second nature. It's like a basketball team that's been together for a long time. That is a and perfect analogy. Blends perfectly. Terrific. It comes in in every single song. And that's Gillian these, Welch and David Rawlings. Totally. That's Stills what these Nash. three are like. Yep. Um, I, I can't recommend seeing her live. I'll get to the record in a second. I can't recommend seeing her live highly enough. I've already recommended it. Um, Sarah Bonnaroo twice. But my favorite was she did a week-long residency at the Ryman in Nashville, Tennessee. And oh, wow. The girls and India Kincannon. We went and saw her on night one um, because we figured that was the night where all the guests would come. And yeah, the entire high women came. There were just guests out the wazoo. And she is an electric performer. Oh, so no good. doubt. Um, she's playing in Seattle after the, after the gold rush, basically. Um, and she's not a grunge act. So it takes her a minute to get signed. And when she gets signed, they don't really know exactly what to do with her. And you can actually see it through the albums that first of all, every album has a couple of good songs on it. Um, yep. There's no doubt about that. And she's always been an electric live performer. I'm going to call out uh, my friends, Jill and Dan, India's college roommate, Jill. Uh, in the early 2000s, they were like, oh, you got to go see Brandi Carlisle. And I was like, that's like that folk act from the story. And they were like, <laughs> you won't believe it. She's fantastic. And I was that's like, it. all right. That's and exactly what happened to me. I heard the record yeah. of that, that one song where she goes up an octave. You're like, this is a gargantuan talent but the records did not in any way prepare me for what for happens sure. live just could not agree more this is one of those once in a lifetime voices and just an electric personality too just awesome so as an example of this in 2015 she puts out the Firewatcher's daughter which has several really really good songs on it but the cover is super interesting in comparison that's her fifth album like comparison to her sixth album her fifth album, she's got like a little like a floppy hat. And she is a beautiful woman. And I'm not trying to say anything about that. But it's like a really cute, like blonde woman is on the cover of the, the, the her fifth album. Her sixth album is this like really dark self-portrait with a bunch of bags under her eyes where she just looks haggard. Um, and it's on purpose. This is a, a middle-aged midlife crisis record and as we've covered many times as 50 year old white guys that's one of my favorite genres this one just absolutely murders me there's not a bad song on this record it's fantastic i've already featured several different songs on this record there are songs about being a parent there are songs about losing your own parents um there are songs about giving up on your dreams and giving up is the wrong way to put it there are songs about accepting where you are in your life and appreciating it and that's what this record is about. She's like, I'm not going to be a gigantic rock star. I'm going to put out a record every three years with heartfelt songs on it that I've written carefully. And that's going to be my thing. And you know what? People are really going to like it. And it was, this is like her best-selling album. This was a huge hit. Just like got nominated for a bunch of Grammy Awards. Um, the single was the joke. You could choose the joke. Um, my two favorite songs are, I've already played. Um, I'm going to choose my first favorite song 
on this record, which is in fact the very first song. And it's the, the name of the record comes from it. Uh, every time I hear that song, Jeff, do you want to hear the first verse, the second verse, or the third verse? You're muted. I want to hear the third verse, please. Excellent. Start at 220 for the third verse. The things you never told. That's twice. I was choking on some words. There were things unsaid between us. There were things you never told. That's twice you broke my heart down. The first was way back when. And to know you're still unhappy only makes it break again. By the way, I forgive you. After all, maybe I should thank you for giving me what I found. Cause without you around, I've been doing just fine. you can hear the harmonies there i mean the harmonies are just absolutely beautiful second her song craft i mean so this record is packed with these like little story uh-huh. songs and this is a breakup song and of course i'm a huge fan of the breakup songs but it's this amazing one where she's looking backwards on it and she's like i'm over you it's i'm, I'm really sad that you're still sad and uh she's like you broke my heart but now i'm actually the person who feels bad for you i guess i should forgive uh-huh. you because i'm doing better except when I hear that song. And I know, I mean, I'm sure both of you guys have oh, the exact same thing yeah. where it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't ever think about that person. I'm completely over it. And then the song comes on the radio. You're like, Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, just reeling me back. Like yeah. I just immediately right back in that moment. Don't play Absolutely pictures of you. The other thing, the other thing so brilliant about the song and as the, as the one uh, member of the podcast who's been through a divorce that like, I wouldn't have found what I found if I hadn't have met you in the first place. Yeah, like mm. a, a divorce yeah. that you survive teaches you all the lessons you need to make the right choice the second time, and that is so baked into this whole record. Like you don't have to regret the past if you can live a purposeful present, and that is the real lesson of growing older. Oh, right? oh, can we can we frame that on our t-shirts? We can put is it on the other. We can put it on the <laughs> back of the Clyde t-shirt. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> you don't have to regret the past if what if you can live a purposeful present oh that's Ooh. pretty good i made that Dang. up I like that's it. great I like it in a very good brandy carlisle-esque yeah yeah timmy wow that is lovely lovely oh. stuff i said oh, this wait, already Jeff, i just, yeah, I just want to say like i said this already but the best live performance on a television i've seen in a really yeah. long time was brandy doing broken horses on snl if you have not yep. watched that this is the second time i brought it up yeah i did Go to YouTube and watch that performance and tell me that isn't the best SNL 
performance. Yeah. I maybe ever it's in the conversation. She it, it's so incredible. I, I did. I took your advice. I went and watched it, and she absolutely crushes it. I mean, she's just devastating. She's so good. Um, all right. Well, I I've got a pick for 2018. This is an album I like. You know, I liked uh, I liked Mitski's album this year. There's a there's a band called uh, it's the best named band. What was it? We were we were promised jetpacks. Uh, they had an album in 2018, but I'm going with an album that I, my fear is that the two of you will find this derivative. Um, and I'm just going to lean into that uh, and be okay with it um, because the, the ground this particular artist is covering is a ground that I absolutely love. And what I want to do, Jeff Simons, is I want to play that first song I gave you. And if you could play the first 45 seconds, I think it's to the horns. And then tell me uh, the artist uh, or the band whose uh, who's ground Nathaniel Rateliff is uh, covering. Go. That's uh, Austin Powers's uh, rec room. Is the is the genre that's being ripped off? You're so mean. You're the meanest person in the world. <laughs> is that not perfect though? That's exactly oh, yeah. what it sounds like. No, no. And also, what's the name of the Mark Ronson produced woman? Yeah, yeah. Um, the the, the Amy Winehouse record. Yeah, totally. The, that's yeah. what's the name of that song? That's that is that exact song. The it's doom, Valerie. Doom, doom, doom. Oh yeah. no, no. It's right. It's the other one. They um ah can't remember what it's called, but yes from that Mark Ronson record. But it's like, it's like late sixties, like trash, trashy soul. I love the sound of it. This finish talking about why you love this record. And I will tell you, I'm not going to dunk on it at all, but I'll tell you why I I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, buy it and listen to it, but I don't object to it in any way, shape or form. Have you ever seen him live? Yeah. Uh, I wonder what he's like live, but I guess, uh, it is good. Yeah, I bet you'd be a lot of fun seeing him live. I really want you to play uh, "Hey Mama" from the two hundred five mark because this is a this this song kills me about going to your mother and say, "Gosh, I've been working so hard and and I knew it wasn't going to work out." You know, I knew it wasn't going to pan out. You you had told me it wasn't going to pan out, and I should have listened to you. And, and mom comes back with a little a little dose of reality for her son.
So it's the, the 2018 adult contemporary version of Mama Said Knock You Out. <laughs> <laughs> or Mama Told Me Not to Come by Three Dog Night. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's a whole subgenre of acts that are just great live and never make a good record. Mm. And this is one. This on my short list. Uh, I would also add Mark Broussard. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of Mark Broussard. I don't know him. The soul no. singer. I saw him at South by Southwest in 2004. It was like, I, I, it was, I was like, this is the one of the greatest singers I've ever heard in my life. This guy's gonna make sell a million records, and he never put a good record out. I would add the Jay Giles band huh. to that list. Like 1970s Jay oh. Giles, one of the greatest live acts on the planet. And most of those we records never talk about that. are like two yeah. good songs and eight really shitty songs. And I don't know what it is, whether it's like if you're so wedded to a throwback sound like this, that is like sweaty nightclub. Like there's nowhere to go with it except like, boy, this would be great if it was louder and I had a beer in my hand and there were four people standing around me. But that you can't right. replicate that when you're just sitting at home listening to music. So, and maybe that's just my own like problem with this particular genre, this particular sound. But um, that son of a bitch song, which made this guy's career, right? I bet that's really fun in person, and it annoys the hell out of me when people <laughs> put it on just to listen to. Like, who wants to sit around and listen to like a? Uh, it's like putting on da 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 da. Hey. Hey! at home you know like why would you oh, why would you oh, put that is, on to listen to is, at home this is really awkward because that's i was just listening never mind i i you <laughs> i usually listen to that before podcasts um <laughs> i don't know ben do you disagree or or uh, dahlia really really likes this band let's go dahlia um, do everybody who wasn't me went to go see them at bonnaroo just a couple of weeks ago this oh. is an act that I skipped to get ready for um, Zach Bryan. How about oh, that? Um, I don't like them. They're like discount Avet Brothers, Mumford and Sons to me. Um, with maybe oh, a really? More, no, they have soul. Horns. They have horns. Yeah, I know, but they really don't have soul because it's a white guy. Like they just, oh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I apologize for dunking on you. I just don't care. Oh, for by this. the way, by the way, well, what, low did, budget did, Mumford and Sons is the meanest thing that's been said on this podcast in a couple I said months. with horns. I added with horns. <laughs> but I mean, we trolled Mumford and Sons <laughs> like they had caused deaths in our families. And you just call this guy not quite Mumford and Sons. <laughs> Woo! Wait, when when uh, when Dahlia and everyone else went, did did they did they enjoy themselves? Put on a good show? Did they? They said it was good. They said oh, I'm sorry, good. it wasn't Dahlia. It was Georgia. Georgia went. Dahlia didn't Georgia. go at all. This okay, sorry. But Dahlia likes them too. Dahlia does like them, and she repped them and said that we should go see them. And she's mad at so, me for not liking them. So which again, this is a, this is another one where it's like this does sound like a genre that I should like. I just don't like them weird huh i just gotta i gotta hang out never mind um all right yeah yeah i know that, that just, that was gonna be all kinds of not right there's a whole so, also like there's uh, a whole what? podcast for us to have at some point and maybe we bring in the age-old guys but like bands you're supposed to love that you just cannot bring yourself to like oh that's really because they're there's like bands that sound just like bands I love that make me want to puke. And I, I would be interested <laughs> to try to figure out what's what's missing besides like Mojo or X Factor or authenticity. Like there there usually it's an intangible thing. So something. Speaking of the age old podcast, can I give our friends some uh can I do some shameless 
Uh, yeah, sure. What do you got? I guessed it. Uh, they, their show on Tuesday is called Greatest Songs Ever Written Under Two Minutes. And uh, uh, Rich Price picked one of my own songs. And so a new Jeff Simon song is going to world premiere on the age old question. Wow. Coming wow. Yeah. Wait, you've just, have you written it recently? I wrote it a long time ago, but I actually finished a recording that I'm going to put out in a couple of weeks. So I gave it to them uh, first. What's, what's the name? It's called the little fuck you song. And it is oh, seven, I remember that. 71 I remember that seconds song. of glory. So that's anyway, a great song. Yeah. If you have 71 <laughs> seconds, check it out. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Cannot wait. Speaking of other music podcasts, uh, Bill Noto from their very best reached out to us. He would like uh, to do a collaboration with us. The two podcasts getting together to decide songs that definitely have to be on a road trip mixtape. Oh, that sounds and, fun. And what songs will we not abide by uh, on that particular road trip? <laughs> I'll take the bus. Thank you. Anyways. That sounds great. I, those guys are great. Um, I, I was a guest on that podcast as well. Um, they're doing like essential songs by uh, artists. Yeah. And what's right. interesting about them is they are picking like, they are like rooting around in the weeds for the artists that they're selecting, which is part of what makes it fun. Like they're, you know, they did Beck and then they did Morphine. Like that was their like third band. And what was great is the surviving members of Morphine were the guests the following week to talk about the oh, Morphine songs awesome. that they picked. So if you pick little tiny bands, they will come and talk to you. So that's, that's yeah, probably a good that's lesson really for cool. us. So that's All amazing. Right. Uh, gentlemen, it is good to be with you again, yeah. to, to, to have this moment in our lives. And look at that. We just made uh, it to the end before the know, iPad gave out. My spiritual <laughs> journey in the desert, a la Jim Morrison, was great as well. Oh, it brought at some real point you clarity. have to hear Ben's version of that movie. The, Ben's, <laughs> I Ben's, can't wait. Ben's review of that Doors movie with Val Kilmer is one of the funniest. I actually think I had literal tears rolling down my face when Ben did his Doors movie review. All that right, so listen, so great listeners, for next week you got one week. Here's your homework: watch Oliver Stone's movie The Doors, starring Val Kilmer. Yeah, because you have we'll three all, hours to kill. We'll all get back here next week and break it down. I'll just say just- that the, the punch, the, the one I really. Band is like in that movie the mystic shaman is a fifth member of the band that's my favorite <laughs> that's my favorite insight <laughs> oh, still, still kills me it's been 40 years that still kills me oh. all right gentlemen uh, we'll Kenny, well done later. man yep. well done. Jeff, Jeff throw this in Dropbox if you get a chance I will be Peace. well friends see you for 2019 right. see you Bye. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.
Electricast. Welcome to the Candle Power Hour. Come with us backstage, behind the scenes of show business spanning over four decades and bringing you the experiences that can only be told by the people who were there. Our guests are from the A-list, the F-list, and everyone in between. Get set for some of the most insane, hilarious, and inspiring stories you will ever hear. I'm Mercury. And I'm Diego. Your host for the The Candle Candle Power Power Hour. Electric Acid. 